Welcome to the Confident Couples Podcast, Episode 3, a podcast for those who want to get more intentional about their relationship. Today, we'll be discussing life planning dinner and how you get together with your spouse and discuss all the amazing things going on in your life, what happens, what happened in the past month, and what you're looking to do in the future. Here we go. Welcome to the Confident Couples Podcast. You are here with Bud and Sarah Dunn, and today we're talking about one of our favorite things, as always, because this is an episode of our Intentional Practices series, and this episode is about life dinner. That's right. One of the big practices we have on a monthly basis where we get together and I get to ask all the questions I've been waiting and avoiding asking during the ritual because Sarah doesn't want to talk to him, talk about the big ones on a nightly basis all the time. Something like that. <laughs> it makes it not necessarily sound very appetizing to the people listening. So maybe we should talk about what it actually is. Well, what it actually is, is going out and having fun. It's a date night-esque with life planning or a business planning or a talking about what's going on, where are you going, where do you want to go next planning discussion. Yeah, and I think it's really evolved to that. So I'm excited to talk about the humble beginnings of life planning dinner and the rocky middle and where we've gotten to today. But just to paint a picture of what life planning dinner looks like for us now is it's something we schedule every single month, usually in the first week of the month. Love to do it in the first week. Yes. Doesn't always happen, but that's the goal. And we try to find time in our schedule where we have a little bit of time to do something fun together. So depending on schedules, maybe an evening time doesn't work. I love going out to a dinner. Doesn't have to be fancy, but just something that I love. So local Mexican restaurant is one of my favorites. Brunching it. And I love going out to brunch. We've got a couple of good brunch places where we can sit at the bar and spend a good amount of time without them wanting to kick us out. So it is a special meal that we go out to mindfully or sometimes even have at home. But we set a time aside time to talk about some of the big things in our lives. So it's meant to be really a deep discussion, and it's something that we've evolved over time. And we're talking about it today because we really think that it's something that couples need. That's right. And one thing to go backwards on, like when and where, doing it at a bar, like at a restaurant, but at the bar specifically, we've had more success because the bartenders aren't so... Difficult with us when it comes to parking trying our, to kick us out. Yeah, parking our butts there for a couple hours and really hanging out because they got plenty of other stuff to do. They got other drinks to pour and other people to take care of where, you know, you're kinda of locking up a server for maybe a couple hours at a table and they could have turned that once or twice or more. Well, so it's been better for us to sit at the bar. We just feel more comfortable. Something to think about though. It doesn't matter if you're worried or feel nervous like you're got a waiter or waitress that's their overlord trying to kick your ass out of the restaurant. doesn't make you feel real comfortable. We usually make their time worthwhile by ordering a few drinks. So I can't say I remember a time where anyone's ever gotten short with us for hanging out for too long. Not yet. I'm not worried about it either because nope. this is important. It is. So the humble beginnings of life dinner, though. They were difficult. We didn't always have fun. You hated it. 
Well, it started out as just a monthly goal review. So when we were first together, and maybe it was when we first got married, we set annual goals together, which I think is a really good practice. And goals aren't useful unless you're checking in on progress and keeping them top of mind. So we said, hey, every month we should make time to look through our goals and talk about them together and see how we can support each other in those goals. So a lot of times we would just be here on the couch and it would be like, okay, time to pull up the spreadsheet and talk about our progress. It's like we were raw accountability buddies that slept together at night. Yes. It was super clinical. And honestly, at the beginning of our relationship, it's important to share that we had just started a business together. And it was a business that I was mostly running by myself. So Bud really wanted to know how things were going. And a lot of my goals were around this business. But I also had a lot of insecurity about it. So when we started going through our monthly goal review and I was supposed to report in on progress on the goals, it was one of those things that to me felt like a performance evaluation. And I thought I was sitting down with my boss and I thought I was going to get in trouble if I didn't accomplish everything on my sheet. So to me, it was fun when I was accomplishing my goals and it was absolutely soul crushing when I was struggling. And it was something that I dreaded after a while because not anything that Bud did, but just my own perception of it and my own perception of what I was accomplishing. Yeah, I think that's an important point to touch on, too, because like I was doing to the best of my ability what I thought was right and was being compassionate and confident and relaxed about it. But at the end of the day, no matter what I did, because you had such an aversion to doing it in the format we were doing it at that time and how it was designed, and that mostly it was business goals. We didn't have, we haven't expanded to any of the personal goals or other things or a couple goals that we've added to the list now, that it was like just too focused on one thing and there wasn't anything I could do to change that. We had to alone, we had to shift the whole process together, tweak the whole process together that included new goals and also a new format and also a fun format so that you felt more comfortable. And if we were still doing it that way, I could even be a better communicator like I am now than what I was when we first got married. Still feel like that. It was so internal for you. It wasn't external at all. Right. Every time I didn't accomplish a goal or was feeling frustrated, it ended up in a lot of tears. So it was very emotional. And I give Bud a lot of credit for sticking with it because I didn't want to do it anymore. But when it was important, like I, even though it was hard and it was difficult and, you know, we'll go through these things together today and in future podcasts that like if you're not talking about the highest of highs together and the lowest of lows together on the wings. You know, if you look at a standard deviation on the wings of what's going on in your world and you're only sticking to the middle, the cocktail chit chatter or the groundhog day, you know, over and over again, and that's where you're living with your spouse and use a couple every day. That's not where you want to live. You want to live out in the wings where you can be as excited as the things you can be excited for that you don't want to tell anybody else because it's a brag or a humble brag or it's, look how cool I am. And then the negative, or, you know, the bad of the bad, which is like, I can't tell anybody this because I'm embarrassed by it. Mm-hmm, the or secrets. I'm petrified to let the world that I, uh, that I screwed this up or that anything or how do I fix it. 
that's what life planning dinner is about. And it's a lot of what the ritual is about on a daily basis too. But you know, if you've got to live out there together and what we learn is that to live out there together as best as we can is you gotta make it fun too. Yeah. Well, and we also really wanted to stick with this no matter what, because a couple of reasons we have such a strong vision together for our future. And so breaking things down into annual goals or small pieces of goals help us to see where we're progressing. And we know that we're not going to be able to progress toward our goals without having these regular check-ins. So we had to find a way that we could talk about, were we making progress? How are things going toward the type of life we want to have together, the type of relationship we want to have together in order to reach for that vision we needed some sort of check-in. And while our first version of this was awful and really didn't work, we continued to press on and really make it a goal to find a way to check in with each other. I think the other reason you really need something like a life dinner that is a regularly scheduled check-in is that you need an opportunity to share with each other those bad things that maybe you don't want to just toss at your partner on a Tuesday night after dinner I think a lot of times the hard things in our relationships don't get discussed at all because there's not a good time. When am I supposed to drop this bomb on my partner that maybe I'm not happy in my work or your mother-in-law and all of your and your brother-in-law and your sister-in-law and all of their children are coming to stay with you over Christmas break. <laughs> Something like that. Or you know, it's <laughs> since it's, we're in January and we just went through the holidays. So. Yes. Yes. If you find yourself avoiding conversations because you're just not sure how your spouse is going to take them, you need to set up some specific intentional time in your everyday life or on a regular basis where you can bring those things up and your partner's ready for it mentally and you're ready to approach that conversation from a really thoughtful place where you've thought about the best way to present that big thing to your partner. And for us, that's life dinner. And that's why we continue to do it on a regular monthly basis so that we can reach for goals together and so that we have a platform for really important communication. So I think the moment where we really evolved Life Dinner in the right direction, where we evolved from just monthly goal review into Life Dinner, was actually inspired by a book that I listened to on audiobook. And I don't remember anymore how I found it. And it was several years ago, but it was a book by an entrepreneur named Brad Feld and his wife, Amy Batchelor. And it's called Startup Life, Surviving and Thriving in a Relationship with an Entrepreneur. And I was really interested in it because I hadn't read a lot of books about relationships, especially high-performing relationships and relationships around business and entrepreneurship. So I started listening to it, and the idea for a monthly life planning dinner came straight from them. So I don't take credit for this. It was totally out of this book, but... The idea of what they did to make it a special occasion every month, something they were excited about, to go out to dinner and do something they loved, and then mix in the important life conversations, that was something that really spoke to me because I love going out to eat. 
occasionally I like cooking, but I love when someone cooks a great meal for me. So I could pretty <laughs> easily get excited about going out for a meal and something special and getting a really good drink. So that actually shifted my mindset around life dinner the idea that we were going to try to make it fun and make sure it was uplifting and not just in a, a performance evaluation. I highly recommend taking a look at this book if you want to learn a little bit more about relationships and read really in depth about how a successful entrepreneur does this in partnership with his partner. And they do some things different than we do because they have different values. So if I remember right, in this book, they talk about how they tend to get a little gift for each other when they go out to do this. And we're not big into gifts. So we kind of took the parts of their life dinner idea and molded it to what was important to us, picked up those pieces that we liked and brought it into our intentional practice. Nope. And as soon as we did that, a lot of the pressure came off of Sarah and a lot of the pressure came off of me for Sarah from a, this is not a performance evaluation and it's something that we're shaking it up. You know, it's not in our house. It's not at the kitchen table. It's designed differently. It feels differently. It smells differently because we're out in the world and, you know, we're usually drinking a beer. So that was where it came from her. And then I knew too that, like, regardless of what happened from a positive or negative at life and dinner, life planning dinner, she was still going to be happy with eating, going out and eating dinner. So, like, that's like, you know, possession is nine tenths of the law. Like, getting Sarah a meal out is like nine tenths of the happiness. That's right. So, we were already most of the way there to begin with. And now, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, we, we take my laptop or Sarah's laptop. We pull up in our sheet. We run through it. We talk about the particulars of it. We can take our time. You know, we're in zero rush when we do it so that you can really try to dive deep on particular goals or particular things or challenges and opportunities that you need to address with each other so that there's no, there's no questions. And then you can point out the blind spots that you see we just did this. We just did our annual version of this. And I pointed out a blind spot to Sarah and we could have done it in, you know, a half an hour, but that's not what this was about. It's about pointing out a blind spot, spending the time, talking it out, figuring out what the blind spot means to her, what it means to me and presenting with her something to think about so she can decide how she wants to handle the blind spot. Is it's in her business, so she's the one who's ultimately got a plan to to figure it out. But when you sit at the top of the food chain, like we do in our businesses, we don't have a lot of other people to rely on that are over top of us to push or poke or find those blind spots. So we get to do that for each other. And to build on some of what Sarah said, by doing it at life planning dinner, where we're able to feel comfortable to talk about it and your spouse is is in a space where they're comfortable to listen to it. That's probably one of the bigger challenges is when you're providing feed, when you're providing, like anybody can provide feedback at any point in time. I'm great at just telling you my opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. So, but in order to have that opinion or view really stick, your counterpart needs to be in a position to hear it. Yes. And, and life I, planning dinner puts us in a position to hear each other. And I really 
need to be mentally prepared for feedback. It's something that I struggle with. And so when it's just lobbed at me out of nowhere, I can tend to get really defensive. So I prepare myself mentally before life dinner every time to be ready to accept constructive feedback. And I'm glad you brought up what we just went through together at our annual life planning. I loved when you told me that day that we could have done a really short session and you could have just said, those are great goals. You're awesome. And then we could have wrapped it up and sat on the couch and turned on a movie. But life dinner is too important for that. Life dinner is where you have to really reach to give yourself the partner, give your partner the feedback that's really going to help them to reach their goals. Because if you can't help them forward, then who can? So it was really important to me that you went through the emotional struggle to really call me out on something that I need to work on and help me to find a solution. I think that that is just a, a great testament to life planning and what it's become for us now. And it's seven years in the making too. Like If you're going to try this out for the first time, expect to have some growing pains. I don't think it needs to be a struggle. I don't think it's going to be hard for people, but expect to have some growing pains. So like a good example is that I am really good at offering feedback in terms of I've got it to give to you. What I have gotten better at is I have feedback. Now I'm going to present it to you in the proper way that you'll hear it most effectively. So those are those are two just because you have something to say how you present it is a huge definer in getting it to be accepted and listened to. Yes. And that is something that we for each other have worked really hard on is cuz ultimately what I'd like to do is I'd like to in, I'd like to influence you to change your view about your buying spot. So in order for me to do that I can just tell you the way that I want to be told, or I can tell you the way that I know you're most likely to listen and mold my communication style to you. So those are the growing pains that we learn together that I'm pretty good at. Now we're two days out from life planning dinner and you didn't feel as confident about sharing with me how I presented the blind spot right after the meeting. But now a couple of days later, you've gotten a chance to think about it and and stew on it and decide and digest it. And you are really appreciative of it now. Yeah. Well, and I think that this is something that you listening are going to have to feel out with your partner and to be really cognizant of how do they accept feedback I listened to a really good management podcast a few years ago that suggested that when you're going to offer feedback or you'd like to, you actually ask the other person, can I give you some feedback? And what it does is it kind of disarms them and they are by saying yes. And most of the time you're going to get a yes to that question. They are then shifting in their mindset that they are accepting that feedback and that they have given you the permission to offer it. So that's something that I probably used to do a lot more and I still really like and think that that makes a lot of sense when you first start into a relationship where you're providing some constructive feedback and you haven't done that before. So I really like that question. Can I give you some feedback? No, you can't. I'm I don't have any for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out a couple of things we've added to Life Dinner beyond goal review. 
because I think these are really important and some things that we've figured out over time. We have decided to now start every single life dinner with appreciation, which I think is really fun. So we usually sit down and I don't know about you, but I kind of forget what we've done over the last month. So a lot of times we pull out the calendar and we go through and say, okay, what did we do this month? Oh, we went on this trip. We hung out with your parents on this day. We saw these friends. And we get to review all the great things that have gone on in our month. And then we get to express appreciation to each other and also appreciation for anything great going on with our lives. So maybe it's, hey, honey, I really appreciated that you consistently did dishes on Saturdays. That really helps me to focus on a couple of things that I needed to get done. Oh, you've been noticing. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I have. So when you bring up something like that, Even if you did remember in the moment to say, thank you for doing the dishes, you're awesome. I don't think it ever hurts to reaffirm your partner for something great that they've been doing. That's something that I try to bring in. Bud tends to always tell me that he appreciates me in Jetta. I don't require it, but that's part of his routine. Love you with the power of a thousand suns. (laughs) That's right. And we can also just express appreciation in general for something great that's gone on. I'm just really cheesy about it, which I'm (laughs) always going to be, because it makes you giggle just like that. And that's just (laughs) what I'm looking for. It is never unappreciated to be appreciated. And to go over the appreciations together, life moves fast and everybody's got a lot of stuff going on. And it's the Ferris Bueller quote, if life comes at you fast, you don't stop smell the roses every once in a while or something like that. We'll have to look that it's up. It's really close put to that. We notes. can put it in the show notes. <laughs> so this is our opportunity to stop and smell the roses every once in a while and really enjoy all the positive things that have happened. And then that sets your frame of your mindset towards the any kind of challenging conversation you may have about the goals that you're working towards, you've already gotten off on a positive foot together about all the awesome things that have happened in the last 30 days and last month. And then you can jump into more awesome things and challenging things. Yes. The other thing we've added since the beginning is a budget review. So we're really big on having a personal budget and looking through our expenses every single month. We are going to talk a little bit more about budgeting and finance as a couple in a future episode. Bud does a really amazing job categorizing our expenses and making sure that we're staying on track with our budget. And at the beginning of our relationship, I wasn't as involved in this process. So somewhere down the line, Bud said, hey, how about we bring in a monthly budget review into our life planning dinner so that we can talk through how we're doing with our money? Well, what happened was I made enough passive aggressive comments around how we're going out to dinner again. Don't you realize we overspent our entertainment budget for the year in like June? And I'm like, no, I didn't realize that. And then, told I, me. and then I realized that I'm toiling away looking at the budget on a weekly basis and, and summarizing stuff on a monthly basis then, and that I'm literally toiling away alone. And we didn't have a lot of big challenges. We just had a couple of line items that were out of line because we were young and we were going out and it's a booling. That's what it's called now. Is that what the kids say? That's what what Erica says. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or partying. And uh, 
I wasn't bringing Sarah into the conversation. And by not bringing her into the conversation, I was trying to hold her accountable for information she didn't know. So what this does for me is it brings information for Sarah to know and to have, and then we can hold each other accountable to the decisions we make we made at the beginning of the year about what money we were going to spend on what budget items. And if we're getting out of line, we can get back together. We can get it back in line together instead of one of us holding all the weight and all the knowledge. And frankly, even from an investing side too, if you get your spouse, if you're handling all the money and you get your spouse involved, even on the investment side, that's been great for us too. You're missing out on half of the brain. If you're the man in the relationship and you're doing all the money, then you're missing out on or your wife's woman. perspective. Or if you're the woman in the relationship and handling all the money, like the household that I grew up in, you're missing out on the man's view of what the world is from an investment standpoint. And bringing you in on that conversation has been really beneficial for me because you see the world differently. You see different opportunities than I do. And that's been awesome. Good. So let's talk about scheduling your monthly life dinner. So what we do is that we have a recurring email that sends to both of us on the 18th of every month. So we use a tool called Boomerang where you can schedule recurring emails for Gmail. And so we get an email that just says, remember to schedule life dinner. And then we'll find a date upcoming in the calendar where it works. Maybe it's a weekend where we don't have anything going on or maybe Maybe we're we're traveling. Yep. Maybe we're traveling and we can use one of our brunches or dinners as life dinner. I love doing that. I really look forward to it on our trip because we're somewhere new and different eating out. Hopefully warm in the wintertime. Yes. Or perfect weather in the summertime because it's perfect here in Michigan every summer. So. Yes. So we find an upcoming date. We put it on the calendar. If that doesn't work for you, you could maybe think about doing your life dinner on the same day every month, maybe the third of the month or something like that. But I think we're all pretty busy. So just make sure that you're keeping it on your radar, keeping it on the calendar, maybe scheduling a few months out if that helps. But it's something you really should do really consistently every month. So do what you need to do to get it on your monthly calendar. And do we have it on our goals? I have it on my goals every year complete 12 successful life planning dinners with you. Yes. I had that on my goals last year. Now I'm doing goals a little different. Maybe we'll talk about that soon. Well, I keep it on mine to keep reminding me to we'll do the, have them be successful. Yes. What makes them successful for you? You don't cry. Okay. And you have fun. And basically the antithesis of everything we did in our first 12 months. That. Seems successful like the to exact me. Exact reverse. We haven't had a bad one since we started going out to dinner and making it more fun. All right. If you'd like to suggest a life dinner to your partner, we've got a couple of suggestions for you. You might start off by asking yourself how your partner might take the idea of a life dinner. Do they feel like they're in trouble? Do they feel like it's a punishment? Make what's sure, in it for them? Yeah. Make sure you think about what's in it for them and maybe weave that into the idea. We welcome you to send them a link to this episode and they can hear a little bit more about what we do and why. It's more of the covert passive way. 
Yes. <laughs> I like it. That's how I got you listening to a few podcasts. So sixty percent of the time it works every time. Something like that. <laughs> you might also consider adding in a few focus topics. So if there's things that you aren't having good communication around, maybe you say life dinner is your opportunity to go deep and talk about a little bit more about work because you haven't talked about it very much or to catch up on what your kids are up to at school or something like that. Just kind of work on those focus topics that maybe you've been wanting to talk about together. I like adding in an appreciation dinner potentially as a kickoff one. They'll go out and just rattle off all the awesome things that you're thankful for together and then come back, you know, build some momentum that way. And then you can come back and work on the other things at subsequent dinners together. Yes. Maybe add in one piece at a time. And I love the idea of starting with appreciation. Then maybe you can add in some discussions around money if that's a hot topic for you. And then maybe you can think about setting some goals together and just add them in over time. I don't think you have to jump in with the full agenda of everything you've ever wanted to talk about. Make sure it's not too overwhelming when you start. Yeah, I think it's a lot like working out. You know, you, you're not going to be able to run a marathon if you're just putting on your brand new running shoes and running for the first time. So don't be afraid to go out and run a mile, run a half a mile, baby steps, walk. start small, walk, <laughs> whatever. Start small and build up your endurance to our grander plan uh, if it if you think it feels right to you and works you we love it i think it's great i think it's one of the best ways to do it and uh, check in with each other on a monthly basis me too so we like to end every episode with something actionable that you can do today to improve your relationship challenge so today's confident couples challenge is to ask your partner out on a dinner date challenge accepted <laughs> Ask them if they want to go out for an appreciation dinner and see if you can have a great dinner that's really open and focused on communication and start with the appreciation path and take it from there. If you do take on this challenge, we would love to see your picture when you go out for your first life dinner or appreciation dinner, make sure to take a selfie, tag us in it, and hashtag confident couples. And we would love to see it and celebrate with you. Insta famous. Make yourselves insta famous. That's right. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Cheers to your relationship. Cheers to you. You stay classy, confident couples. Cheers to confident couples. <laughs> Cheers to confident couples. Maybe. Sometime we'll figure out the right engine for this. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us for the Confident Couples Podcast. If you want to help create more confident couples, share this episode. Post a screenshot on your social media and tag us at Bud and Sarah on Instagram. For show notes for this episode and even more good stuff and advice, head to our website at budandsarah.com. We'll see you soon.